Battle Ready Broadcast, believing what it says. Welcome back and Happy New Year from us at Battle Ready. We want to thank you for being patient with us while we were off some in the month of December. I did have surgery. We're doing fine. Everything's good. God's been awesome. So I thank you. I thank you for the cards and the letters and the kind thoughts and everything that I've been sent. <laughs> and Laura is anxious to get started. No, I'm and fine. And we have a, we are trying to do something just a tad bit different, but I hope it works out for us. Uh, we are going to start in the book of Chronicles, First Chronicles, um, and I'll let Laura lead us into that, but we're glad to be back, and we're glad that you're with us. Go. Okay. The first nine chapters of the book of First Chronicles is like walking through a graveyard, which is not altogether unpleasant, <laughs> I will just say. We, when I was little, we would go to a new place. Sometimes we'd go to Lake Hope and we'd camp out in cabins, and the first thing we would do is go find the graveyards and walk around and look around. And you find mm -hmm. some really fascinating things in your history. Let me just warn you, if you're joining us for the book of Chronicles, some people will immediately tell me they hate history. And I was talking to my nephew last Sunday at lunch, and he said, I hate history. And he said, you know what? I don't hate history. I hate what people think is important about history, like the dates mm -hmm. and like the name of a certain place. And I was like, what? But he said, I love the story of history. And I would challenge you, like if you're immediately saying they're going to the book of Chronicles, I hate history. I'll see you on the next book. Don't do that. Because yeah. what we're going to talk about and what's important is the story of history and why these things are in the Bible in the first place. Because if you've started reading it, if you've heard that we were going to go to Chronicles and you've read ahead, you went, oh my. Because the first nine chapters are genealogies. Well, and, and, and like a lot of people are just going to be like, I'm going to skip that. Mm -hmm. That is not important. Why is that even in here? It is so important. Mm -hmm. And hopefully today we're going to talk to you about why it's so important and why it's in here in a way that you actually care about. Mm-hmm. With the Bible. And that's, think, the, that's the goal. And I think, you know, I, and I'm saying this kind of being stupid, but you know how I have always told Laura that uh, somewhere in school when they did the math word problems, I missed something. And I've mm -hmm. always hated the word problems after that. It's like you have this mental block that you're not going to like. You can't, I just am not going to be able to do that. But I have found out that history, I'm the same way. I'm, I never had a great interest for history, but all those people that have had have always been able to tell me things and it was amazing to me. How did you get all of that out of this, what this says history-wise? And I think you and Rick, I think both of you have a <clears throat> have a very big gift at that. So I hope to, to dig around know about you a gift. and get it pulled out so that you can help us not just know I mean, ancestry is what we're going to be talking about here, I know, and I, and getting ready for Ezra's new time. I get it. But also, what's going on in the world at this time? I mean, sometimes we separate yeah. the Bible over here, and we separate history that we learn in school over here, and we never realize that they're actually going on simultaneously. Things are happening around all of this. And I personally think that you're quite the expert at that. I'm not an expert, but I thing. know where to look for the answer. That's right. So I know a lot of uh, the commentaries I'm relying very heavily on, people that I trust, people that are not just Christians, but also Jewish scholars. And I find these things fascinating. But the reason I like to walk through a graveyard, I know mm -hmm. it sounds so creepy. My grandpa used to take me all the time. And he, we, we go he out to the cemetery. He never liked the idea that things, people were forgotten. He never liked that It idea. does. If you put plastic flowers on a grape that's a very normal thing that's a very that's there's nothing wrong with that my grandpa would never do that he had to have real flowers mm -hmm. to take we yep. put them in mason jars we'd put a whole bunch together he said we're going to ride out 
to the cemetery. We're going to Mining Chapels, where mm-hmm. one of the places we went. We'd go out there, and as we walk, and I loved being with him anytime we went anywhere. Mm-hmm. I know this is a lot of background, but I want you to end this. Every time he got into a car, as loud and as long as the drive took, he <laughs> sang at the top of his lungs, which was so fun and so funny when you're a little girl and you get to listen to that and just the joy of that. Mm-hmm. But then when we got out of the car, he'd say, now this is my friend Bill Paxton. I, he went to Korea the same time I did, but he didn't make it back. Mm-hmm. This is this is my cousin's family. They died in a house fire. This is the guy that played This is the guy for... who played a fiddle. <laughs> yeah, for mm-hmm. Hank Williams Jr. Mm-hmm. And th- this person over here, this is my great uncle Richard and I loved going to his house and picking apples and riding on horses mm-hmm. and like so it was the my history was fascinating to me mm-hmm. these are my people mm-hmm. right yeah and that's what the book of Chronicles is so let me get, just to give you the background and you help me with this okay this was a book put together out of many books and recordings of history from Israel there are many sources that this author who many believe is Ezra mm-hmm. the scribe right Mm -hmm. put together out of all these different sources we have genealogies all over the bible Mm -hmm. they start in genesis Mm -hmm. and we have them in the the gospels Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. what i thought was amazing this week we're getting ready for chronicles you know every genealogy starts with these are the generations of Mm -hmm. they usually start with that wording i never noticed until i was reading through my bible this year for the first time in the beginning of genesis it says these are the generations of the heaven and earth as if it's given a genealogy for the planet itself Mm -hmm. its father was god Mm -hmm. right i mean it's like the the i said that's a genealogy the very first genealogy god spoke Mm -hmm. He this did. is the generations of the heavens and the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an important thing. Why, why is it important to know where you come from and who you are? Why is a genealogy well, important? Well, you've got to admit there's a lot of people, I mean, myself included, we love it when we get with family and somebody's researched and written back and said, this is where you came from. Mm-hmm. And here's who your grandfather was. And we all love that. We, we have, <laughs> there's always somebody in every family that's doing that. When you when it, you know this because you took history classes in college, and you'll study all the ancient history, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they'll say, "Where did your people come from?" Well, the early the sea foam mm-hmm. gave birth to us, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The, a giant eagle came mm-hmm. down, and he gave birth to our people. Our people come from a sun god who visited, shrouded in a cloud, right? Mm-hmm. There's all these yeah, ancient. Yeah. Where do where do, what does the Bible say? And God. Created. Made mankind. Mm-hmm. He tells you that he formed him. And then tells you every child down the line. There's no mythological, mm-hmm. he begat him and he begat him. One thing to know about the genealogy that starts in the book of Chronicles is that it's selective. Mm-hmm. It doesn't tell you the name of every human being on the planet. No. It tells yeah. you the first human being on the planet. And then it traces a line, mm-hmm. right? That's, that scarlet line through. All the way to Christ. When we, mm-hmm. and, and I marked those if we want to look. The book of Matthew gives the genealogy of Joseph. Mm-hmm. And the book of Luke gives the genealogy of Mary. Mm-hmm. And they trace Jesus right back to Adam. Mm-hmm. Right? Which is what the promise was. Right? So I want you to just get hold of this for a minute before we even start. So the intention mm-hmm. of God. Because that when we do that... The intent of God making human beings was to have that relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And in Adam, our first man here on chapter 1, first word, first word, Adam, all of it was lost. 
You know, this is Satan says to Adam, says to Eve, you won't, are you not supposed to eat this fruit? If you eat it, you won't die. Now, not only does physical death come in the next chapter, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Physical death comes very soon, and then death after death after death after death. Mm -hmm. Till the end of Genesis is, and Joseph was put in a tomb in Egypt, mm -hmm. right? But spiritually, relationally, death was immediate. Mm -hmm. Separated in from Adam, God. everything was lost, mm -hmm. right? In the first Adam. And we've talked about this in other books that we study, but Christ is the second Adam. Mm -hmm. The new genealogy. You know, what? I was thinking about when the Jews were returned to Israel in 1948. And I was thinking, if you had lived your whole life, maybe your parents and your grandparents and your great-grandparents had lived your whole life in Germany or Italy or Spain or Austria or any of these places that they came from, from all over the world, to come to Israel, Russia, mm -hmm. where would you go? <laughs> when they take you back to Israel, where's your, where's your place? Mm -hmm. Where's your land? Yeah, where are you at? Mm -hmm. Right? And there are some people that knew what tribe they were from. There are mm -hmm. some of that congregation that knew, I'm from this area. We're from this tribe. But there were a lot who went back who didn't have any idea. Mm -hmm. I found That's that true. interesting considering that Israel from the beginning of time has kept until record. Christ had kept record. Has this amazing mm -hmm. record, unbroken unchallenged mm -hmm. multiple sources multiple people can be checked perfectly recorded and that's kind of why Ezra has this in here right they're going they're coming back to rebuild the temple to re and who's supposed to do what but who's why where? after Christ came was that not as important because anymore? our lineage is through Christ that's right. now even if you they weren't it's mm -hmm. not quite as important mm -mm. no Right? It's still interesting. As they're spread out, it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. And God's going to, if you read, if you were with us for the book of Revelation, He's going to tell them who they are. They are. That's true. <laughs> In the end, He's going to reveal who they are. He's not going to tell them who they are. He's got 124, what is it? He's got uh, certain ones, 12, what is it, 12,000 out of each tribe. And what's amazing, not just Israel, the, the begin people from Egypt, people mm -hmm. from every nation, mm -hmm. every tongue, every tribe, which is fascinating in Chronicles way. because guess what? We don't just have Israel here. Mm -hmm. No, we don't. We have Ishmael and Esau and, 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 and Japheth, Japheth and mm -hmm. Ham. Mm -hmm. Just to not be confused, to go back to what you said, though, you said Ezra wrote this for this reason. They had been scattered all over mm -hmm. the they've empire been, of Babylon. They've been taken captive, and now they're returning back. There was no nation of Israel. Mm -hmm. Just like in 1947, there was no Israel, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. There was no Israel. There was no homeland. Correct. It, there were a few scattered, very poor. That's what, uh, mm -hmm. that's Nehemiah what tells us, poor and, and only the weak homeless and, and sick mm -hmm. and old. But there wasn't a nation mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. So Ezra, when God says the 70 years are up, the 70 years that they fell into captivity because of their sin and idol mm -hmm. worship, mm -hmm. and Ezra and Nehemiah, Ezra first and then Nehemiah, mm -hmm. bring people back mm -hmm. into the nation to rebuild it. They're given permission. Ezra wants them to know somebody had kept track mm -hmm. of what was theirs and, what was and who on. they were. Mm -hmm. Sadly, some people had lost track. Mm -hmm. And remember, at some point, there's a bunch of people that... I don't know who I am. Uh, and they don't get in to do the certain jobs that they, they really can't. want to do because they're not, they can't prove their lineage. Which we can relate to New Testament. You're like, well, why does that matter to me? Listen, my lineage is 
the blood of Christ. Mm -hmm. I am in the family of Christ. Guess what? If I'm not, I can't get in. Mm-hmm. I can't do what I'm supposed to do. That's I'm right. not fulfilling the purpose God made me to fulfill because I don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. It's the new birth, the new lineage, the new family tree. And everybody that's a believer is a part of it. Mm-hmm. And yet, and, and yet, even with Revelation, even as Revelation shows us, God's promises God are knows still exactly true. who we are. Oh, sure. We may not know. We might not have a clue. I just want to give you a little bit from here, okay? Okay, go ahead. So just, just a little bit that I looked up today that I think is interesting. So when you have Adam... Seth and Enoch, Enish. right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be Enish, Enish is, is the Enish. Mm-hmm. the difference in the language and the spelling. But Adam had two sons. You probably think Cain and Abel, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Cain and Abel aren't in the genealogy. Again, it's selective. We're picking the line of Christ. Abel, line. who was just Abel, right? Hebrews tells us mm-hmm. was killed before he had children, and Cain was marked was banished. marked and he was banished for his sin but seth is the renewing of that line mm-hmm. remember god promised eve we went back to the garden mm-hmm. somebody's going to crush satan's head mm-hmm. he's going to bruise his heel but he'll crush his head he's going to hurt him but he's going to defeat him ultimately mm-hmm. and and every baby that's born that we hear eve having it she's like this is the one mm-hmm. i've got a man from the lord he's going to redeem us well not yet mm-hmm. but that line starts and right? it's interesting too i just know from Um, having done it a long time ago now it's been a long time but I had just started working in computers and I went through the he begot this one when he was this old and this one begot that one when this was this old and in that first uh, genealogy you can go 2,000 years ish before you get to you know when it gets to Sham Ham Japheth you can go a long way Mm -hmm. time is one of those things that in his in the historical line of this you can miss that that there's a lot of time that passes here's the two things that hang people up the long lives of the patriarchs mm-hmm. trip people up now the other thing is that they're overlapping yes here's something interesting to know methuselah who's way down the list adam was still alive mm-hmm. adam was still because we have overlapping lifespans and that's why it tells you he lived this many years and he was born and, he and then he, yeah and then he lived this many more years there's overlap in the genealogy mm-hmm. so you think about some of the people that were writing genealogies recording things were, were alive here. at the same time as the patriarchs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. isn't that interesting i think that's wonderful. <laughs> this is not mythology can you imagine this is going true. back to say hey right okay now you know before you pass away here <laughs> you're 800 years old tell, tell me, me how was that right do i have this right did i get this yeah yeah do i have this right i agree and that they and that they kept it through here's what's amazing not only that the the people of israel kept a genealogy so pristine so perfect that's a miracle i don't mm-hmm. even understand it other than god did it but the other thing is that in periods of great chaos and judgment and disaster it was still kept mm-hmm. because i want you to look where it says in the third verse it says Hanak Methuselah Lamech Lamech means when he dies it will come mm-hmm. that's what his name what what will come the flood because mm-hmm. he is the next one is Noah mm-hmm. so you think about Noah not only did he preserve animals alive as God asked him to do and not only did he preserve his family alive as God asked him to do history he had to have preserved the history mm-hmm. right he had to have taken that on board the ark mm-hmm isn't that interesting? Right. I think it is. Mm-hmm. So then you go down and you you see, uh, it tells you Adam to Noah, and then you have a break where you're talking about the sons of Noah, and you have Ham, and it mentions, I just want to point out a few things that are interesting. Cush. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't learn about Cush in school, did you? Mm-mm. But I did in homeschool. Mm-hmm. What did you learn? The Cush mine gold along the Nile River, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? They were literally, if you study them, the richest empire on earth. Mm-hmm. And they are great pride to people of African descent today because they were a very wealthy and powerful and intelligent nation nobody ever taught me about in school. Mm-hmm. But you can go look it up. I think that's interesting. Cush, though, son is Nimrod, right. which is mm-hmm. mighty upon the earth. There's other places in the Bible that tells you not only was he mighty, he was extremely evil. He's the beginning mm-hmm. of Babylon. He's mm-hmm. the beginning of idol worship. Mm-hmm. Right? He steps but away very from God mighty. and creates And guess his own. what? You guys, you heard about like the, the fertile crescent, the cradle of civilization. That's where he, he's in Babylon, where mm-hmm. Babylon will be. Mm-hmm. He's important even in the last book of the Bible. Mm-hmm. He is. Right? He yeah. comes back up again. So if, I'm, I know I'm rushing, but no, if, you, if you keep going down, I'm not going to read every name and just read a genealogy to you. But if you go to verse 19, you see a man named Peleg. Mm-hmm. And it says, in his day, the earth was divided. divided. Tower of Babel. Want to know when that happened? That's when this guy was here. Mm-hmm. Right? And the languages split everybody up. Mm-hmm. Somebody kept track of when that happened. You go down a little further and you get to Abraham. I think it's interesting that. 28. Verse 28, Abraham. 27 and 28, yep. Adam is the beginning of destruction and judgment. But Abraham's, Abraham's the beginning, beginning of faith. Of mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So from Adam to Abraham, something really incredible has happened out of this chaos, and out of the area near Babylon. He, Abraham was from Ur of the Chaldees. Mm-hmm. He's Nimrod, Nimrod's territory. Mm-hmm. Yes. But God calls him out of that and says, you know what, we're drifting way far away, but I'm going to choose you to show grace to, mm-hmm. and I'm going to choose you to bring the Messiah through. Didn't forget his promise, didn't forget the other people on the earth, they're all part of the plan. But this one I'm going to choose out. Speak for just a minute about the fact that Abraham comes out of Ur of the Chaldees, but that's also where, we, what is it, Phoenicia, we get all of our language. We got to remember all the, the stuff that he comes from that, that we do learn in school, but we just don't learn about Abraham coming from that same area. Yes. Let me, I don't know how to handle myself, <laughs> but I, I want to show you time. some of this, take okay? From, uh, Noah had three sons in this genealogy. Mm-hmm. This is from if you if you want to look this up for yourself, this is from uh, da- uh, is it David Guzik? Guzik, mm-hmm. and he's from his his, his website is, is called yeah, Enduring Times. The Enduring Word, yes, Enduring Word. The Enduring Word. He's a Jewish scholar and Jewish person, born again Christian. Really good commentary if people want to look him up. So he says the sons of Shem, Shem, uh, and it says Persian peoples. Okay, mm-hmm. after him, his, we're talking about his kids, Asher, his son, the Assyrian people, Lud, Lydians, Aram, the father of the Arameans, Arameans, and Syrians. Arphaxad is the ancestor to Abraham and the Hebrews. That's Shem's line. It talks about, if you want to know who these people are, people actually know. Mm-hmm. They do. And their people know. Mm-hmm. Not all. But there's historical records of who these people are and where their people came from. So it says, um, there's a lot more. Go read it. But it says, uh, descendants, I lost where I was going to be. I wanted to tell you so much. Because they have Ham with Cush, like I told you about. Yeah, Ham has Cush, Mizram, Put, and Canaan. And it talks about who are those people today? Well, the people who populated Africa and the Far East. Mm-hmm. So Cush, it says, is this great 
nation in mm-hmm. Africa. That's what I told you about. It, it's talking about um, Mizram, Mizraim, however you pronounce that, is the beginning of Egypt. That mm-hmm. family line is the beginning of Egypt and, and the region of North Africa. The Philistines, it says, sea people. That's literally what their name means. Before they settled in Palestine, they were the sea people that also settled ancient ancient Greece, like the mm-hmm. oldest thing that we know of. So I'm, I'm just saying these are real people, real, real histories, history to real nations, real important. God mm-hmm. hasn't forgotten any of them, and He knows who they are. Mm-hmm. He knows where you came from and what you mm-hmm. are. Yeah, I don't know how and to explain that. He doesn't that. forget he, that. He hasn't forgotten, don't. and it must be pretty important because inspired by the Holy Spirit, it's recorded in the Word, mm-hmm. and it's in the back of the book. And too. I think sometimes, like, there's a lot of people. I thought about this today. Who they'll say, "I know that God cares about them." I see that God is involved in that person's life. Mm-hmm. I see that this person has a relationship with God, but I don't think God wants anything to do with me. Hmm. That's another lesson from a genealogy. Mm-hmm. He wants something to do with you. He has not forgotten who you are, mm-hmm. where you are, where you come from, what's happening to you. Don't you think that's interesting? You've always been a part of the plan. Don't you remember don't, right? don't you remember when we were in Revelation, and this is off the wall, but don't you remember when it says that you get a name that you don't even know yet? Because he knows mm-hmm. who you are, right? He knows who you really are. Yep. I just think that's amazing. Not only does he record Israel's lineage, he, but their enemies. Mm-hmm. Why? Because yep. he's going to bring the enemies in. He's going to bring because we all get a piece of that. <laughs> Through Israel, he's going to bring the enemies in, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It, it's it's just amazing to me. So, from us in that line, we talk about us. The region of Arabia is named after him. It comes mm-hmm. from his name. Um, that's where Abraham is from Ur. We mm-hmm. talked about that. Uh, I know I'm making a mess out of that. but no, I'm don't just, make a mess. It's just You're not interesting a mess, to me but it's that interesting these that, are real people. <laughs> so if you were teaching this in school, as mm-hmm. a homeschool, when you're teaching this through classic conversations, right, is that the right thing? Mm-hmm. They they go ahead and include this in the stories of here's where our language developed and here's where our things happened. Yes, you know, absolutely. Yes, and 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 historians will tell you we learn about all these ancient peoples and the things they contributed to society and what they believed and how they lived and all the, which are fascinating to mm-hmm. me because I love the story of history and I like to learn about it. But I'm like, it's so important to me that they did not go without notice. To the mm-hmm. king of kings and the ruler of the world because israel didn't have to tell you who everybody else is they didn't right but they do they record how these nations came about who these people are mm-hmm. that it came from one family one family stepped off the ark mm-hmm. and they one all beginning mm-hmm. and here we all are and here we are part of god's plan and even after we're scattered like the bible says they're scattered like dust on the wind right mm-hmm. they they're are. scattered to the far reaches of this babylonian empire God knows where every single part is and can bring it back together. Because he can think things we can't even There's things they don't know. But he knows. But he knows Mm -hmm. and brings them back together. They'll say, we don't know where we are, but here we are back in the land. Right? Mm -hmm. I keep getting my numbers messed up because I messed up the numbers in Revelation. I've got to go back and get my number right. What number are you looking (laughs) at? I'm looking at the, the number of the people that are sealed. 144,000. 144,000. I said the wrong number. I'm sorry. And mm-hmm. it's been driving me crazy ever since because I couldn't say come back with the right number. Yeah. That's okay. <clears throat> so I like that There's Abraham has, everybody knows about Isaac. Abraham mm-hmm. has Isaac. But Abraham also had Ishmael. Mm-hmm. In chapter 1, Ishmael's descendants are before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacob, or 
Isaac has Jacob and Esau. Jacob's descendants are recorded mm -hmm. in the first few chapters and, and more even detailed mm -hmm. in the next the next ones to come after chapter one, but so are Esau's. Mm -hmm. They're still under the care mm -hmm. and the watch care and the auspices of God. Mm -hmm. They're still involved in the stories. I think that's fascinating. So I love that. I even do. Keturah, yeah. who is the this next wife Second. of Abraham after mm -hmm. Sarah passes away. Her children are recorded. Why? Because God cared about them too. And they're not like just, he, they were people like that Dukes mattered. And important. People. And they're children of Abraham. Mm -hmm. God says, Abraham, we're gonna have children. And and guess what? So are you. So what I keep, I'm, I'm, I don't know which way to start first to tell you how important this is. But if we go to, uh, I've marked some places I wanted to read to you. If you go to Proverbs chapter 23, there's a verse that says, "Remove not." The old landmarks and enter not into the fields of the fatherless in other words just because somebody's not home doesn't mean you can take possession of what they have just because they've lost or they've been mm -hmm. on hard luck or they're out of the picture for a minute God meant what he said when he told them that they would inherit that land mm -hmm. so when Ezra writes it, he's just not writing it new but he's keeping the records and giving them to the people mm -hmm. as they come out of exile and back into their homeland back into Judah and Israel they're coming home mm -hmm. to rebuild the temple as he as they're coming in he's like we're going to remember what we will what remember. used to be yours we're going to yeah. remember what belongs to you mm -hmm. and I think that's why I started with Adam I think that let's apply this to grace. Let's apply this to New Testament. You were always intended to be a child of God. Mm -hmm. yep. Oh, what manner of love the All Father has bestowed, bestowed upon us. us that we could be called the children of God. Everything we lost in Adam, we gain in Christ. And he says, guess what? There's an old landmark. There's an old line I drew around you in the Garden of Eden where I said, Adam, the son of God, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You get to be a son of God. The only way you do that is through Christ, who's the only one who could redeem it and make it possible, mm -hmm. right? right? Just like Ezra saying, this is who you really are. Christ comes not just to the Jews who've kept those immaculate records. He comes to them first, mm -hmm. but he comes to the whole world saying, remember who remember. you really are, mm -hmm. right? And how this is the plan all along mm -hmm. to, bring right? everybody to bring everybody in that's willing to come mm -hmm. through Christ. That's quite profound, actually. Right? Yes, that's quite a blessing if you think about what in we're saying. In that way, Ezra's a type of Christ, right? Mm -hmm. He's, He's reminding them. them. Mm -hmm. I love how when Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, how often they'll say something and he'll say, now, is that what it really says? Mm -hmm. You know, he'll mm -hmm. say, is, is that, it is permissible to pull your ox out of a ditch on the Sabbath day? Mm -hmm. Is it okay to do good on the Sabbath day? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, what did God say? Not what you say. Not what you mm -hmm. came up with because and corrupted. Because you know, there was a lot of rules what that they God put together. Say? And heaven help us and right? forgive us if we've created rules that keep people out. Right? We there's, need people in. There's that whole conversation where they're attacking Jesus because Jesus is, was born before Joseph mm -hmm. and Mary came together and before they're married, right? Mm -hmm. And they say, we know who our father is. But you don't know your right? father. Right? Mm -hmm. The can you imagine? <laughs> no. <laughs> saying that to the creator of the universe. They don't recognize him as the creator of the universe, but saying, we know who our dad is. You're illegitimate. And he said, do you not know out of these rocks, I could raise up children to Abraham, right? Mm -hmm. what, what happened was, this genealogy is a miracle. Mm -hmm. It is a gift of God. When they, when they could see where they came from, they should have said, thank you, God, for preserving us. 
Thank you for loving us, making us, keeping track of us. How amazing are you? Instead of worshiping the creator of this thing, mm -hmm. they worshiped the creation, the genealogy itself. Mm -hmm. They said, we know we're from Abraham. Because mm -hmm. we've got the right. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to trust my salvation to not knowing who preserved the genealogy, but knowing that I'm in the genealogy. Mm -hmm. this, this thing I'm going to worship. It's like people who say they're going to heaven because they go to church. I go to church. Mm -hmm. Right? I, I have an office in the church. I give money to the church. And you're worshiping what was made for you mm -hmm. and not the maker. True. Right? So they, they get, when their genealogy is an idol mm -hmm. by that point, that's why it's such a profound thing when he takes a Pharisee mm -hmm. and he says to him, you must be born again. Wait a minute. Throw away everything The most I precious am. thing mm -hmm. Israel has is this record. Like this matters more than anything. This is my land. This is my, this is for my posterity. This is where my this identity. Is how everybody knows me. This and is you want to say, don't worry about that birth. Worry about this one. Mm -hmm. That's. I just, agree. It seems like a ridiculous thing for Jesus to say. Don't worry about who you. You got to be born again, a brand new family tree. Right. And aren't you glad we got to be a part of that family of a brand tree. new family tree? So don't remove the old landmark. It was important to know. I got to read you another. Not into the fields of the fatherless. So where are you now? So Isaiah. now I'm in Isaiah 51, one through five. So give me just a minute. Isaiah 51. I've got my Isaiah all marked up. We've done Isaiah, haven't we? 51. Got one so five. excited because our ancestor is Abraham, but the ancestor that should have cared about is God himself. Mm -hmm. So verse 1 says, Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord, look unto the rock whence you are hewn. Where did you come from? And to the hole of the pit whence you are digged. Mm -hmm. The rock that you came from is Christ. Mm -hmm. He created everything that's created was created by him and for him. Mm -hmm. Everything was made by him, right? But the pit which you were digged is the pit we were in from our first Adam, mm -hmm. right? That, that mm -hmm. sinful pit. You know both things. Yeah. You, you come from God. And, Adam and your ancestor about. lost the relationship with God. He says, look unto Abraham, your father, and unto Sarah that bare you, for I called him alone and blessed him. Why is Abraham important at all? Because God went and got him. Mm -hmm. Right? And, and God him blessed, him. blessed him and increased him. For the Lord shall comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. He will make her wilderness like Eden, her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein, thanksgiving in the voice of melody. Hearken unto me, my people, and give ear unto me, O my nation. For a law shall proceed from me, and I will make my judgment to rest for a light of the people. My righteousness is near. My salvation has gone forth. My arm shall judge the people. The isle shall wait upon me. Again, there's a story outside the story of Israel. Mm -hmm. They've always been in the plan. They've always been in the plan. Right? On he my wanted, arm he wanted shall they trust. Yep. Who's his arm? Jesus is referred to several places in Scripture He's as the, the right man. arm, mm -hmm. the right hand of God. Right? He mm -hmm. sits at the right hand of God. How's he going to take care of all the people that he knows? The right hand of God. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And they'll trust on his arm. Okay. I know. Am I Russian? No, you're good. Okay. Where are we at now? I, I went, I, the genealogy in Matthew and the genealogy in Luke, I already told you about. One we have, the first one in Matthew goes through Joseph's line. It's very important to Matthew that you know that if the nation had not fallen into idol worship, if the nation hadn't been punished for its sin and exiled, weakened by mm -hmm. the, the fact that they didn't trust God, 
that Joseph would have been king of Israel and Jesus would have been the rightful heir to the throne. Mm-hmm. When his father Joseph died, he would have sat on David's throne. Mm-hmm. Why is that important to the first chapter of the book of Chronicles? Because the next whole section, after we go from Adam to Abraham, is getting us to David, mm-hmm. right? Okay. How mm-hmm. do we get to David the king? We, we go through Saul, who is only king for a short time and, and is rejected by God, and then we get to David the king. Mm-hmm. We're, we're given the line straight down through David. You're given Saul's line too, in case you thought they were confused. He doesn't want you to think. He Mm-mm. said, we can trace straight from Adam to David. And what is amazing, i got to tell you this part too. I'm, you got to jump in here. You have 14 generations between Adam and Abraham, 14 between Gen- Abraham and, and David. David, 14, 14 between David and the carrying away, 14 in the ne- from the carrying away. And, and guess what Jesus is? He's the seventh seven. Mm-hmm. He's seven, seven. It, and that's the holy number of God, right? He's, mm-hmm. He is the generation where the promise made to Mary in Genesis 3.15 is fulfilled. And mm-hmm. here he is. Mm-hmm. And the lineage tells you it. this is working out perfectly. This is exactly what it's supposed to be. This is exactly be. what it's supposed the to be. The plan is not flawed. Herod couldn't mess it up, right? Mm-hmm. Having to go to Egypt couldn't mess it up. Mm-hmm. Being coming back to Nazareth didn't mess it up. Here he is, exactly what he said he would be. The Pharisees didn't the mess seven, it up. Seven. Nothing messed it up, right? Yes. Here he is, mm-hmm. being in Babylon, being overrun by the Persians, Rome, Alexander the Great. All nothing messed up that perfect line seven 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 seven. In Jesus, that's, that's why I want to take back thing. the genealogy. But then, if you go to the third epistle of John. John, what did they say? John 3. How was John 3? John 3, verse 1. I've got to make sure I have the right part because I underlined it. It may not be verse 1. Hold on one second. Oh, yeah, it is verse 1. So the, this, is, this is John, who was the apostle that Jesus loved, who was the youngest one, who's mm-hmm. the baby. It says, the elder, now he's old, unto the well-beloved Gaius, which means... Whom I love and truth. Mm-hmm. He's writing to the church, right? Mm-hmm. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. For I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. He's talking about people who have been saved under his ministry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I thought about this verse today when I thought it was so important that people like Ezra preserved the truth and the history of their nation so that when the whole world fell apart, the next generations knew how to get back. Mm-hmm. They knew what to do. And I thought about... Which like, begs the question then, right? What are we doing to do the same? What road, mark, what road marks, landmarks, maps are we leaving our children when so the world looks like it's falling apart? That they know where to come for the answer, and they know who they really are, what they were intended to be. Children of God, right? Mm -hmm. Fearless. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Christians are the most fearful people I've ever met. Mm -hmm. And and I'm when I say Christians, I mean me Mm -hmm. and you. We we have this fear, and I cannot tell you how many I counted once, and I forget the number. I literally (laughs) cannot tell you how many times God says, "Fear not." Because knowing me means you don't need to fear. Trusting me means you don't need to fear, Mm -hmm. right? But we are so fearful. We're afraid of everything. 
We are. Instead of saying to our kids and making sure they know, here's the way back, right? This is what you need to know. Mm -hmm. We are guilty. How are we doing that? What are we doing about that? Like when your kids are in your house, my kids are getting bigger and bigger. I've got two in college, one getting ready to leave for college, one getting ready to learn how to drive next year. And they seem like they're further and further away from me. But when they're in my home, am I actually opening my mouth and talking about the way to Christ, the way Mm -hmm. back from the destruction that's all around us in the world? Or am I just keeping that to myself? And are we just depending on, and this is just, just, I'm throwing this out as a question. So, you know, it's just a question. But are we depending on that hour in Sunday school to do all that work for us? Your hour in Sunday school does not have a chance it doesn't. I agree. If, but if, you know, eight, if I know. eight hours a day you're learning, if more, 16 hours a day, you're immersed in this culture, in this world that's completely turning its back on God. Mm-hmm. That's not a fair situation. But a lot of people feel like if I just get them to Sunday school, someone else will teach them and that's all that's necessary. Get your kids to Sunday school, but I'm going to tell you, this is going to sound insulting and I don't mean it that way. Okay? Mm-hmm. We don't, we're, the not, place, we're not intending to be insulting. Church is so important. Get your kids to church. Get yourself to church, not just your kids. Church is critically important. But church is not important enough that if you're not doing it at home, it matters. Because mm-hmm. if they don't it see doesn't it home, matter mm-mm, mm-mm. if you're not doing it at home. I, I've told this story several times now, but I heard somebody on a podcast talking about how they got saved. And they said they went to work in a company where most of the people in the room were born again Christians. He said, they didn't read the Bible to me. He said, they didn't condemn my sin and tell me what I was doing was wrong. I know I'm going to get some feedback from that. They didn't, att- they didn't like criticize me. Oh, you shouldn't be. T-. He said, every day they came to work happy. Mm-hmm. He said, they came to work and like they really lived it in front of me. This is what I really am. Mm-hmm. This is what I truly believe. God is the center of my universe. Not like making a big flowery testimony they just were what they were and he said i thought i have got to have that mm-hmm. that's, that's something the, i don't isn't have isn't that the light we're supposed to be yes i mean we're not going to and i know people uh, and i'm this is going to sound malicious too and i don't mean it to but there are very well-meaning people that criticize everything all the time every day all day long is that going to win us to cry do i want to be part of that how can you criticize so you can't share with other people what you don't have well that's true you can't you can't so you've got to have a right relationship with god and when you trust him you can't help but show Mm -hmm. that there's a very big difference rick used to say you've got to trust rick used to say and i know i know one of our preachers said it i don't know which one said it recently but if i go home and i tell how bad the church was and how bad the preacher was and how bad the singing was and how bad the what why would I want? Why would I, as your neighbor, want to go to church with you? Why would I want to know anything about God if mm-hmm. I'm always fussy and always complaining and always pointing out flaws? Why would anybody want to go to church with me? What What do I have that they desire? Right? God help us that we don't always see that in ourselves. I mean, I have to take. Check it's like it dating. It's like dating. dating. When you're dating somebody, you are not getting an accurate picture. You are not. (laughs) Right? All the things that that person struggles with. Well, but those things that that person struggles with, they are not putting on display when you're dating. They're putting their very best on. 
But there is not very long you can do that until you start to see who the person really is. Mm -hmm. That's why if you date a little bit longer, <laughs> might be a good idea. Because then you start, okay, wait, that's not what you said the first date we had. Mm-hmm. Right? So, That's so, not what you, how you so felt about you that mean? the first time we talked about it. What do you mean by that? Because a person can only hide so long. It's the same thing with your Christianity. What you are mm -hmm. is going to pour out of your mouth. What you believe is going to be your, your heart, actions, your speaks, right? Right, from the abundance. And how many people have you seen that? Not saying you're perfect. No, I'm saying you can't hide what no. you are. And how many people have... How many people have prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed for things, and then when they get it, the first thing they do is get out of church? Here's another one. This is a old, very old-fashioned word that people might be offended. A backslidden Christian, mm -hmm. all you're going to hear out of their mouth is negativity. Mm -hmm. You're going to hear Unhappy, what's wrong with unsaid. everything. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. when you're in the right relationship with God, what you're going to hear is praise yeah. and gratitude. And you don't have time for all and that. And I'm not picking on you. I'm talking to me. When you get in a place where you're not right with God, your sin is not being confessed. You've not went to Him, right? You're, everything you see is going to be off kilter. It's going to be wrong, right? You, you've I'm got to be right with Him first. I something I picked up this week. And it was something I've, I've read before, but it was the first time it stuck in my brain. You know, sometimes mm -hmm. you do that when you're going through Scripture and it's like, wait a minute, has that always been there and I missed it? This was in Psalms, and I believe it was Psalm 145. I'm going to keep going back till I find it because I really want you to see this. I don't have the, I don't have the Bible that I marked up when I read it, when I read it. Um, uh, is this the right one? 140. Wait a minute. 145. Oh yes, 145. David writes this psalm. And I just want you to listen. I thought about this. I think sometimes about my words. And when we're talking about the landmarks, what are we leaving? What are we showing? What are we sharing with our children and our family? You gotta families? leave some, something more in breadcrumbs. Well, and right? I want you, you to gotta listen leave this. something permanent. This is what David says. And this and the the point I got out of this. Let, let me. I'm going to kind of not really read every line, but I'm going to sort of cut it up and show you what he said. He says, "I'll extol. I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever." Every day will I bless thee. I will praise thy name. Great is the Lord, greatly to be praised. One generation shall praise thy works to another and declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty, of thy wondrous works. Mm -hmm. And men shall speak of the might of thy acts, and I will declare thy greatness. They shall abundantly utter the memory of, the great, of thy great goodness and shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. And he keeps going. The Lord is good. All the works shall praise thee. They shall speak of your glory. You are majesty, glorious majesty. Your kingdom is everlasting. You upholdeth all that fall. You wait. They, I mean, he just keeps going and going and going. And when I got to the end of this, I thought, you know what? I don't have time to complain about anything mm -mm. because if I'm really doing what I'm supposed to do, mm -hmm. there is so many, there, there's all this praise. He's nigh unto them that call on him. He will fill the, fulfill the desires of his people. I mean, David just goes on and on and on. And, re, and in that psalm, for the first time reading it this, this year, I thought, wait a minute, I don't have time to sit around and pick at you and say you don't know what you're doing or you're not doing this right or someone's... 
I've, I need to be setting up this kind of a landmark so that you, my children, and my grandchildren can see God is awesome. He is wonderful. He's gracious. He preserves those that know Him. My mouth shall speak thy praise of the Lord, and let all flesh bless His holy name forever and ever. Psalm 145 really shook me to my core this week because I found myself un unintentionally sometimes saying little things that were humorous, but they weren't praiseful things. Mm -hmm. They were things that... A little bit of bitterness. This a little bit of uh, mm -hmm. conceit and arrogance, just a little bit of I'm smarter than you, gosh darn it, you didn't know how dumb you were, you know that. Mm -hmm. And I thought 145 set me on my butt and said, you know what, you need to stop. This is what I need Should to set as an that. example. Yeah. I hope you feel bad. That is, I don't feel bad. <laughs> no, not you. I hope people listening feel bad. And I'm not. Don't take that the wrong way. I'm not wishing bad things on you. The greatest gift God gives us is to deal with us about things. Mm -hmm. That He points things out that can we can get rid of and make our life better and more blessed. I oh. think everybody thinks this is how God works. Okay, God will bring exactly the right point at exactly the right time and Kate walked in here tonight saying she said it uh -huh. she said that she remembered my husband saying to her one time is it the end of the world if you're wrong and no it is not and 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 that's exactly what I need to say here so if you're hearing this you're like you know what maybe I'm not where I'm supposed to be with the Lord I believe in Christ I accepted him as my savior but I have a lot of bitterness mm -hmm. coming out of my mouth, a lot of arrogance, a lot of criticism, a lot of darkness. Instead of praise and gratitude, mm -hmm. instead of glorifying God and saying the good things, I've got a lot of negativity it, in me. And it doesn't matter if you've been a Christian a long time or you think you're just starting to be a Christian. Right. It, or doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because we... This, Guess what the best thing that ever happened to you thing. is? Recognize you're, you're wrong. Yes. Because what the Bible tells you to do is repent. Mm -hmm. And just like that, same guy who wrote the third John that, that I quoted about uh, my so children walking in truth said he is faithful and just to forgive, forgive us of our sins if we'll confess. Right? He, he's waiting to, and to do that. And she, It's just funny how these things all run together because God knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Right? And he knows. And, and like Psalm 145 says, he preserves them that love him. He knows. He's got it he protected. He knows that he's, I mean, Taking what kind of, of protection is it that he knows when yeah. I get off course? When I'm wrong. What if you're convicted that you haven't been leaving landmarks? Yeah. Or I haven't shown my kids that this is important. I have let somebody else take care of that for me. I have delegated that out. But I haven't left them a path back to know where their place is and what their title is. I think, like, I, I was going to use this. I hope this works. But if some of you know the Narnia series and you've got four kids from our earth, of course, this is fantasy, right? And they go through a wardrobe and they enter Narnia and they realize who they really are. But who they really are on earth also is ch children of the king. Mm -hmm. They, they were intended they to be children of the king all along. Mm -hmm. But when they go through the wardrobe and, and they're taken through this journey and they learn this lesson, right, from Aslan the king, they learn that they've always been four thrones for them to sit on mm -hmm. there's always been a crown and a robe and a future and a title and we know and this is who you really are right? we know and this, this is what you were always intended to be <coughs> but that's what they were always supposed to be here on earth as well we so, should know that we are so should the we, children of god so in this in this scenario right? that we've given is this the place where god has to shut us up or is this the place where we have to learn to control ourselves I got Kathy Williams. I love you, Kathy. She said something that I really like. Is is this the place where we tell God, just keep his hand over our mouth? We are oh. supposed to guard our mouth, right? We yeah. absolutely. You might make me a mute. <laughs> 
And you might think yeah. it's you might but you do need his help to do you that. You might think as it's blasphemous for us to even laugh no. about that, but it is not. If we don't, as a church, start admitting that we are not perfect and that it's okay, best thing ever happened to be very wrong. To admit that you're not perfect, you are not perfect. You are not going to get it right. Is he going to stop you? I have said to him many times, God, just don't even let me say it. But he doesn't and do that. And yet the free will of God the will let you say it. The free will of God says, you got to come on. You know. And as soon yeah. as it's done. But he will help you. But he will help you. And he you. will, through the Holy Spirit, take you And you got to listen to, and I will tell you a verse that, uh, speaking along that, and only really for Kathy's sake, the verse that gives me the heebie-jeebies is, we will answer for every idle word we say. People, but they're under the blood. And that's what I keep doing. I keep saying, God... Right? Let me let me ask forgiveness for those idle words now. I'm so sending them ahead of me to be taken <laughs> yes. care of because I don't want to fool with it now. That's why I will readily admit when I'm wrong because mm-hmm. I'm sending those ahead to be covered by the blood. Yeah, right. I I don't want to deal with those when I get there because I was in my pride not willing to admit that I was wrong. Right, and I have been there and I have done that. Mm-hmm. And she's exactly right. The world's not going to come to an end if you're wrong. You're not. It's not. You just when you know that you're wrong, fact, quickly repent. In fact, just in us saying this in the last few minutes, we've gotten all kinds of comments. People, it's okay to be people, wrong. People understand and fix that, it. and they understand that as Christians, we're not. We've never ever said we are perfect. We can't be perfect here. You don't find any perfect stories in the in line any of those lineages none there's not one mm-hmm. we lose it god at the first word, word. the first right. word is adam and god goes out right? of his way i think in scripture to show you the flaws of his people the people that david you know david david who by the way is, is the, the seven is the seven is a seven mm-hmm. but right david. it tells you I, I will show you that I, it doesn't matter but it says on verse 15 of chapter 2 Ozum the sixth, David the seventh. David the seventh. Yeah, <laughs> David, yeah. Just, just. But even up. in his, even him being the great king that he the is, the great king. You sit on David's throne. throne. That's what and Christ I make will say. I, you don't, you can't build me a house. David's David, throne is not house. great because of David. David's throne because of who sits on it. Who is Christ? Mm-hmm. Who is perfect? The genealogy isn't what gives us glory. It's who's coming in that genealogy. Mm-hmm. Christ, mm-hmm. right? And as the New Testament believer that I am. I'm not what people need to look at. No. It's Christ. It's Christ. So when I admit that I'm wrong, mm-hmm. maybe he peeks through and says, Good maybe job. you Good see job. that he's no that he's perfect. <laughs> he is perfect. I'm not perfect. No. And that's why I need a savior. That's and why again, somebody I'm around needs a savior. And again, I say this and I know I'm repeating myself here, but I think that is a stumbling block to the church mm-hmm. when we as people who have been in the church a long time cannot admit we're wrong. We messed it up. We might not have had bad intentions, but sometimes we still mess things up. What did he say? I have no greater joy, John said, than to know my children, the people that have come Mm -hmm. to Christ through me, Mm -hmm. walk in truth. Truth means Mm -hmm. you confess it. You have to You repent. You allow the blood of Christ to do its job. You have to. You can't get there any other way. And you trust him. I'm so persuaded that most of our prayer, most of our, please don't be offended, most of what we do when we talk about God and talk to God is a lack of faith. Not saying, I trust you with this. You know, I will say I totally that. turn it over to you, but can you please? I, I, will I, you consider? Yeah, wait, I beg like, you, like, like, can you do this? When God is begging you just to trust him and believe he is who he is. And I will say this. Let me say this too. One, yeah. I read this, I, I read it, I forget who I read it from. I don't, I'm sorry, I can't remember who it was, but 
it hit me like a hit. It just hit me in the head. This has been a week of hitting me in the head, and it's a good thing because when you hit me in the head, sometimes I do better. That's but, why we need battle ready, me and you. Even yes, if nobody, we, else, nobody else gets it, we get it. But uh, what hit me in the head was one of the authors that I was reading, one of the preachers I was listening to, and I, I don't remember which one it was. He said that grief in its simplest form is fear. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? That's true. Because, true. you know, after having lost Rick, it was like you're afraid of everything. Everything's unsettled. Right? You just, what? Everything's what? unsettled. Fear, your fear. Someone's going to go in your house. Someone's going to take your stuff. Someone's going to. You don't know what to do. You don't know what's the right thing to do. You don't know if this needs fixed or if that doesn't. I mean, you just, and I thought, you know what? That's true. But then so he went not. on to say, how many times does he fear say, not. fear not? And he says, perfect love casts Cast out, out all fear. fear. And that's always that perfect love casting Get, out all guess fear. Guess whose name that is. Has always been a <laughs> phrase of mine. Oh, it's always been a Bible verse of mine that I have really clung to through cancer, through through different things, perfect love casts out all fear. Not mine. And perfect his. love has a name, Jesus right. Christ. And perfect love is Christ. It is and, Christ. And you think... Faith in Him. And you think, wait a minute. So how many... I, I just started noticing that as I was reading through, even in Deuteronomy. So I'm star, I started my Through the Bible reading in a different place because I'd already started. So I'm, I'll have to come back and catch up. So I'm in a little different place than everybody else should be. But he tells them, I'm God. Mm-hmm. I, I'm the I'm the one. What What are you afraid of? I know what I'm doing. I my ways are higher than your ways. I can mm-hmm. fear not. Don't do. Don't mm-hmm. worry about that. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. And here we are, trying to do just that. And yet, mm-hmm. you've got a genealogy that comes from Adam through Christ. And like I said, Adam and Eve had other children. Yeah, and it says but what. That, but the selection is, look. Who's has coming? He not, has he not? Has <laughs> Look he not who's coming. To you We're even, getting to Christ. Even just through that, right? has he not proven to you who he is? That that kind he of a is. record can be kept. Who is it? He? Is it is a miraculous thing beyond belief that this mm-hmm. even exists, and that it checks with every other source mm-hmm. all the way down. There, are, never, there are genealogies that have names that are not on this list because I just told you this is selective for the purpose of showing you the line of David. Mm-hmm. There are other names in different places. That doesn't mean they're different or wrong. That means they're chasing a different thing in whatever they're talking about. But mm-hmm. the fact that this exists without error, mm-hmm. right, un, un, undisturbed. Till you get to the birth of Christ, and then Christ says, "I've got a new And lineage. now, guys, you must be born again. Mm-hmm. Second Adam starts it over, mm-hmm. right? Resets. Second Adam, it's a reset. It is a redemption. It is a restoring. Listen to me. It is a no long. You can't get there through the first word of chapter one, but you can get there through Jesus Christ. Yes, you can. And Jesus Christ makes us again one family. One intended group. for all time to be the children of God. Yep. Designed to be if we'll put our faith in him. Well, we're just and makes a way. So we're just do you have a any other major points you want to make cuz we're just about out of time for our study tonight, but I do I have I any want more? to make sure that everybody understands we're going to start going through the book of Chronicles. We're going to start applying some history to what's going on at these different times. We will probably be running references back and forth through we'll, Kings we and will, Ezra. And we'll probably, like, this is going to be a little different than some, like, not every single chapter are we going to go through in the mm-hmm. detail we did of chapter 1 and the beginning of chapter 2. But we will bring important people from there, mm-hmm. and is my intention in this study, and really start on chapter 10. Mm-hmm when we get through the genealogies next week, along with bringing other things in. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll try to like 
keep everybody posted where we are, but it'll be a little different. Okay, so for my older Christians or for people who have been Christians for a while, time to straighten up, get back to right, get back to the rock, start where you left off, uh, get busy. Um, You didn't quote this one, but you quoted a different one. You said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm Mm-hmm. But there's also a verse that says, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Yes, it does say that. So when you're talking to your older Christians, what occurred to me just when you were saying that is, you need to say the right things about God out loud yes, to you somebody. Yes, you do. Find somebody and say what is true about him and who he actually is. Know who you have believed <laughs> and be persuaded that he is able <laughs> to keep that, to which, keep you've that which you've to committed him. unto him against that day. <laughs> you need to know who he is and you need to say it out loud because just saying it out loud after being on a break from battle ready, I feel so much stronger right this mm-hmm. minute than mm-hmm. I have. Mm-hmm. And it's not because we said anything great. It's because no, he's great. Because he is great. And you said it out and loud. And he is God and there is none else, right? I can't find wrong we need to, so we need to get. We need to get ourselves. We need to stop saying it's everybody else's fault. It's not everybody else's fault that we're not where we should be or that we're mm-hmm. not as strong as we should be. Because God's arm's not shortened and his strength isn't gone. He's still God. I also think that as you talk to people who are young Christians or who are just starting in their, in their uh, walk with Christ... They shouldn't look to the old Christians and say, oh, they're perfect and I'm not perfect because we all know we are not perfect and we should let them know that. We should have some compassion. We should not be so ready to point out everybody's faults and flaws. We should remember that this family is a pretty big family. All the children of God, we're all in one body. So what? how do you want to, what would you like to say to, what are you looking for? Can I help you? I don't think I'm going to be able to find it. It's something Job says about the fact that God has thought of us, that, that God has taken. And I know David says it too. What is man that thou art mindful of him? What is, the, the whole, it, what astounds me beyond belief, and don't even bother trying to explain it. Don't even bother. Mm-hmm. But how God compared to us, we're just, we're, we're nothing, mm-hmm. and yet we're not nothing because he thinks it's nothing. important enough to know our name, to know our days, our time. Remember, and it talks about he knows your days, he knows your times, mm-hmm. he knows the place that he has put you to live. He, he knows. How valuable are you? You are valuable enough that he died for you. I say this all the time because, and I've said on this, this podcast many, many times, one, listen to me. I got a card this week from Carol. Mm-hmm. She said, that she enjoys hearing me talk about my dad. I don't know how many people enjoy hearing me talk about my dad, <laughs> but you better get used to it because I'm going to because when I'm in trouble, those things come back, mm-hmm. right? I lean into that wisdom that I learned from him. But what he always used to say, and it was always so meaningful to me, is what is something worth what you're willing to pay for it? Because we would watch Antiques Roadshow. We'd laugh at the rich people that would buy the stupid spoon. We would laugh at all the people that thought something was valuable. He said, you know what? If they'll give them the money for that, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Right? It's worth what you paid for it. Think of what Christ paid for you. Just think of what he paid for you. He put the value on you. Mm-hmm. Right? And when you think any less of yourself or you think of... You're cheapening the blood of Christ. You are. You are. You, that's that's exactly what right. he made you to be worth. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, so join us again next week. Hopefully, we will be here. What do you think? We'll start in chapter what? Ten? Did you say chapter ten for the meat? So go ahead and read that, and then we'll also bring in things from those sections and from kings that. and different things. So we talk about this history. It's mostly going to be the history of King David, 
the lineage of the kings is what we're going to go into up until captivity. Mm-hmm. It's what we're going to be talking about, and I'm hopefully you will enjoy it even if you don't love history. <laughs> and until then, so. keep your Bibles open. Love the Lord. Join us next week.